Hi, everyone. My name is Sherry Rice. Welcome to Access to Healthcare's weekly podcast, where we bring you local guests on topics of interest to you and your family. My guest today is Heather Korbulek, Executive Director of Nevada HealthLink. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I, this is uh, a timely topic. You've been a guest on the podcast before and always around issues of the Affordable Care Act and getting insurance. And I thought it was a good time to come back to this conversation. When does open enrollment start for the uh, ACA and HealthLink? Uh, Nevada HealthLink's open enrollment starts November 1st, and it runs through January 15th. Um, I'll also just put in a teaser here that starting on October 2nd, all of our plans will be up on our webpage, um, so you can get a sneak peek or early shopping um, idea of what plans are available, what subsidies might be available to you, and how much all of this will cost. Fabulous. So let's go back to some basics, Heather, because we, we probably have quite a few people who are listening who were on employer insurance, and now because of the pandemic, we know the the economic issues and so many businesses have shut down that they will be looking for insurance and we want to make sure that we talk to them about what's available for them. What is HealthLink? Great. Thank you for that basics. And yeah, um, we, we certainly want to be educating and communicating with people who have lost their employer-sponsored coverage as a result of becoming unemployed. So this is a really timely conversation. Um, the Nevada Health Link is an online portal that uh, facilitates the, sell, the sale of um, qualified health plans. These are plans that are certified under the Affordable Care Act. So my agency, the Silver State Health Insurance Exchange, we run and operate the uh, online portal known as Nevada HealthLink. So we basically certify all of these plans to ensure they're qualified um, and they meet all of the ACA standards. And then we put them for sale on our exchange. And we are the only place that people, consumers in Nevada, can get access to these plans and subsidies or financial assistance to help pay for those plans. And how many years has has HealthLink or the exchange operated in Nevada? Well, we've had an interesting go of it. So we started in 2014 as our own state-based exchange, meaning we ran all of our own technology. Uh, That didn't go so well. Um, And so for the years between 2014 and then really just between before last year, we were running as like a um, quasi-state-based exchange where we used healthcare.gov. Uh, to do all of our eligibility and enrollment. Uh, this last plan year for 2020, we became a state-based exchange again, and so um, we are fully functioning and autonomous as a state-based exchange, um, and this will be, I believe, our eighth open enrollment period. Ah, so, so you guys are kind of new and improved, huh? We are. I was really excited. Um, the last time we talked, we had not made that transition to becoming a state-based exchange, and I uh, certainly slept very few nights and gained a lot of gray hair, um, but we were, <laughs> success- <laughs> we were successful in our transition, and we're so excited about the savings that it's brought to the state uh, and the flexibility in terms of policymaking, um, and we could talk more about that whenever you want to get to it. So how many consumers have you enrolled in that time to give people a sense of uh, how many you've enrolled and how many currently are on insurance? 
Well, right now we have 77,000 Nevadans who are on Nevada HealthLink plans, um, but we also know that they're prior to the pandemic, there were about 120,000 that were not insured who could potentially be on the exchange. So we're really looking to grow and capture those people and make sure that they get these comprehensive benefits. I mean, pandemics are probably the worst time to go without insurance. That's true. And so of those thousands of people that could be on HealthLink and aren't, what are some of the reasons why they they wouldn't sign up, Heather. It seems like it would be a no-brainer. Yeah, I know. I think that there's um, kind of a, a mixed bag here. So we're definitely thinking um, that there are people who are going to be ineligible for the exchange because of their residency status. So they are not um, permanent residents of the state or the country, and that would preclude them from being uh, eligible for exchange um, products. But uh, we also know that there are people who are just um, going without insurance because they think they can't afford it. Uh, those people we really ab absolutely are trying to target with our messaging and our marketing because, yes, insurance can be expensive, but if you're eligible for subsidies on our exchange, you can get a very affordable plan. Uh, and we see a significant portion of our um, enrollment of our of the people who are enrolled on the exchange who get zero dollar a month plans because that's how generous their their financial assistance is. So we're trying to uh, to capture those people and make sure that they understand you don't have to be afraid of the cost of comprehensive health insurance. Uh, the other people are potentially in plans that are not licensed in the state. So these are like plans like health sharing ministries, um, and those are plans that are subpar and uh, not at all comprehensive. Um, and I discourage anyone from purchasing anything that isn't Affordable Care Act qualified. That makes sense. So um, let's, let's give the phone number, Heather, because what you're saying is don't just assume that you can't afford this. Check it out. Let's give the website and the phone number right now for people that, sure. that are listening to that piece. Great. So effective October 2nd, you can start window shopping at NevadaHealthLink.com, or you can call us anytime at 1-800-547-2927. So you deal a lot with what we would call blended families. Someone in the family uh, can go on to HealthLink. Someone uh, is eligible for Medicaid. Maybe the children are eligible for Nevada Checkup and maybe yep. somebody isn't eligible for any of those, and a lot of those people uh, come on to access to health care. So uh, somebody who calls who has a blended family can get someone to talk to who can mm -hmm. tell them what everybody's eligible for. Is that right? That is correct. We have almost 700 licensed brokers and navigators um, who are trained and certified to help with enrollment. Uh, insurance can be confusing, um, and especially when you have a lot of options to choose from. That's why we always encourage people to work with one of our licensed professionals to make sure you're finding a plan that's right for your financial and your health needs. Um, and absolutely, they can help with these blended families. If, if one of your children is uh, CHIP eligible and you're Medicaid eligible but your husband is not, uh, there's a lot of different ways and flavors for how to get connected, and our licensed professionals are trained in all of that. Now, those professionals are not uh, getting a subsidy from the insurance companies, right? So they're not 
uh, bias towards any particular plan. So our navigators are not, they are funded through the exchange. They do not receive any funds except for the grants that we give them. We have some brokerages that we grant funds to. Um, and then we also, all of our brokers uh, are responsible for getting um, uh, contracts with the insurance companies that are on the exchange, and they are obligated by ethics. Um, and the, the code of ethics that we prescribe at the exchange to provide plans um, and the best in, in the best interest of the consumers. So they may get a monetary compensation if they enroll, but they're obligated to not just enroll in plans that they think they'll get money for. So the insurance products are statewide, but there's only certain insurers that are in the rural areas. Is that right? That is true. Um, so uh, we have had an interesting experience in history with the exchange in looking like we were going to have Bayer Counties back in 2017, um, and then we had a company called Silver Summit who's been offering plans uh, for the last couple of years in all of our counties, including our rural areas. Um, I am happy to uh, provide information to you that it look, it's looking very likely that we will have an additional two new insurance companies on the exchange this next plan year, and one of them will be out in the world too. So there will be two different companies that are in the rural areas, lots of different plans to select from, um, new opportunities, and new rates. That's fabulous. Can you tell us what insurance companies right now? Yeah, um, so they haven't signed their, their contracts yet, but we are you know, very confident that they will join us. One is called Friday Health Plans, and another is called Select Health. Um, and then we'll be joined by our other three carriers who have been around longer, which is Silver Summit, Health Plan of Nevada, and Anthem. Fabulous. I mean, that, that is uh, really a kudos to you that we, that we have uh, increased our carriers because that gives more options to people, doesn't it? It absolutely does. So we're looking at probably between 45 and 50 plans this year um, for people to select from. It offers not – in any time you see competition in an insurance marketplace landscape, you start seeing prices that are more competitive um, and plans that are more generous. So every time we add to um, the stability of our exchange by adding new competitors, we're starting to see um, nothing but consumer, or consumer opportunity. That's fabulous. Let's go back to the subsidies or federal assistance and, and really talk about uh, how one can get that because I think that many people don't realize that they can get some help with the premiums. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad we have an opportunity to talk about that. We see a lot of um, consumers, 80-some percent, I want to say it's close to 85% of the people, of those 77,000 people who are on the exchange, are getting some kind of financial assistance through um, what are called advanced premium tax credits. It doesn't matter what they're called. It's called financial assistance in my world. So basically... Mm -hmm happens um, depending on your income. There's an algorithm or an equation that is worked out behind the scenes. So you give us what you think that you're going to make for this next coming year, and we basically give you an idea of what your subsidies will be. Um, so people between, and this is where it gets a little bit sort of wonky uh, policy-wise, but if you're between 138% of the federal poverty level, which is around to $19,000 annually 
to about 400% of the federal poverty level, which is around, for an individual, about 40 plus thousand a year, uh, you will be eligible for some sort of subsidy. Uh, again, if you're below 138%, that's when you're eligible for Medicaid. But if you come to Nevada HealthLink and you enroll and we see that it looks likely you're more, you're more likely eligible for Medicaid, then we'll do a warm handoff and hand off your application to Medicaid who will follow up with you um, and you can complete your application for Medicaid and vice versa, they do the same. So, so somebody who, who needs insurance really needs to call and find out uh, whether they're going to get subsidies and find out from uh, one of your people or find out from one of your brokers or your navigators so mm -hmm. that they can make an decision. Can somebody get help with their um, co-pays and their deductibles also? Yes. So um, the subsidies are, that are built are around up to about 250% of the federal poverty level. So if you're like on the lower end of the eligibility uh, threshold for income for um, subsidies, all of that comes with a reduction in copay and um, cost shares. Okay. So there is a possibility if somebody, in order to, to decrease their their monthly outlay, they could take a higher deductible, and if they're at that 250% uh, or below, they could get some help with their with their deductible if they needed it. Correct. Cost sharing reductions okay. is what the Affordable Care Act calls those. But honestly, I mean, this is where you know things start to get really confusing for people, and that's again why we say work with an enrollment professional. Yeah, yeah, it can get very confusing. Um, so let's talk about pre-existing conditions. I want to make sure everybody knows that you cannot be denied because of a pre-existing condition. That is so true um, and something that's been kind of a big policy discussion that's playing out at a federal level and through our political discourse. Um, and, you know, one, th one of the great parts of the Affordable Care Act is that it prevents the discrimination of um, insurance offerings for people who have a pre-existing condition, whether it's diabetes or asthma or, you know, a lot of women have um, pre-existing conditions too. So basically what happened uh, back in 2010 when the Affordable Care Act was passed is um, you have to, you know, you, Sherry, have to have the same price plan as me, Heather, regardless of what our pre-existing conditions are. Um, and we can't be denied insurance uh, based on having a pre-existing condition. Prior to the Affordable Care Act, many people were left out of insurance offerings or they had to pay sky-high rates as a result of having any kind of pre-existing condition. And this, the Affordable Care Act just totally uh, eliminated that. So um, what are some of the qualifiers, though, to pay a little bit more in insurance? One of them is age, if I remember correctly. Right. So um, the Affordable Care Act plans on the exchange do what's called an age rate banding. And basically, uh, the older you get, we, um, our insurance companies are allowed to charge slightly more. But I want to um, caution that that's uh, anytime you're charged slightly more as a result of the age, you're also getting the same generous subsidy that you would um, as somebody who's 20 years old, too. So um, there is some financial assistance to help make up for that. Okay, that makes sense. And the other one is, if I remember correctly, is smoking. Can you yeah. uh, be rated up if you're a smoker? 
Yep, those are the only two things that you can rate up on for um, ACA plans. Um, if you have a history of smoking or you're currently an active smoker, it is possible, um, especially if you're active, um, to be rated differently as a result of that. Um, and that's because, as you and I know very well, um, smoking is hazardous to your health and can come with a lot of um, comorbidities and issues that are resulting from your history of smoking. And so uh, insurance companies negotiated into the Affordable Care Act the ability to uh, charge more for smokers. So let's talk about um, when somebody can apply for the insurance. Um, you have open enrollment, and you gave us the dates in the beginning, but if you don't mind doing it one more time, and that's sure. when people can enroll, but they can enroll at other times during the year if they have certain events happening in their lives, right? Yes, exactly. So open enrollment is uh, November 1st this year. It'll start November 1st, 2020, and run through January 15th of 2021. Um, and the, generally speaking, the healthcare.gov states, the states that don't run their own insurance uh, exchanges, they have an open enrollment from November 1st through December 15th. But because we have the ability to extend ours, we've gone ahead and done that here in Nevada. So ours will go um, from November 1st through January 15th. And then all year round, people are eligible for what we call special enrollment periods as a result of different life events. So for instance, um, your, if you have a baby, you can add that baby at any point in time, make sure that you get coverage for your, for your infant. Um, if you have an experience, a life event where you lose your employer-sponsored plan and your employer-sponsored coverage because you've lost your job or your in-between jobs, that's another opportunity to get enrolled in a special enrollment period. And I want to just say, um, because you and I like to talk insurance, Sherry, uh, that you know, mm -hmm. one thing we're seeing a lot of is employers who have laid employees off um, are required to offer a COBRA plan for um, the, the loss of their employer-sponsored coverage or their employer-sponsored right. insurance. Those COBRA plans are extremely expensive. And so yes, we're really wanting to make sure that people get the message. You're eligible for an exchange plan, and they're much more affordable, and it is very likely that you can pay for it with subsidy assistance or financial assistance. That's great to know. Um, and people who, open enrollment is where people who are already on the exchange can change their plans at that time. That's correct. So we always, I mean, almost 90% of our enrollees um, opt in to be auto-renewed, meaning that we'll just um, auto-renew -re them into the same or very similar plan for the next plan year if they take no action. But we never recommend that you take no action. We always want people to shop around and take a look at what's out there, this year especially because we're going to have new carriers and new plan offerings. So there's some things that people need to know that are occurring during this open enrollment period um, who are already on insurance. And one of them is that there are some new plans. And so going with a navigator or somebody who can help them is really the right way to go then. Very accurate, yes. Make sure you get connected to some professional assistance. And what about dental and vision coverage, Heather? Um, so we have six different dental carriers on the exchange. Um, so they're very affordable plans available. You can purchase those when you make a purchase for a qualified health plan. 
So let's say you're buying um, a health insurance plan. You get subsidies, and if there's any remaining subsidies, you can also apply that onto your dental plan. Um, but I'll just say that the dental plans are so affordable and very worth looking into. Um, and then pediatric dental plans, so if you're buying an exchange product for a child, it is a requirement that those are embedded into the offering. So pediatric dental is an essential health benefit. Um, and then we have, for the first year ever, we have started working with a company called VSP um, who offers vision products. We don't sell it through our portal, but we are linking out um, so that if you're looking for vision coverage, you can get access to the VSP products by clicking on their link. Uh, many other state-based exchanges work with this company. They offer really affordable rates, um, and so we are at least uh, referring people to a company for vision coverage. Oh, that's great. So, so we, you and I know, Heather, that insurance coverage isn't perfect, but it certainly has helped um, millions of people. I mean, the ACA, uh, as you said in the beginning, uh, you have, I think, 77,000 people um, on the exchange in Nevada who perhaps would not have gotten insurance any other way. Uh, so we know how valuable it is for millions of people and certainly how valuable it is for Nevada. But we also know it's not perfect. So if I were to ask you in your crystal ball and what you would like, what changes would you like to see with the exchange uh, either with the products or the policies. Oh man, this is this is like my favorite kind of conversation to have. Uh, <laughs> I think you're you're absolutely right. I mean, the Affordable Care Act has been um, an imperfect beast, but it's been it's it's helped millions and millions of people. And um, I think if we can get ourselves to a place where we're not constantly trying to tear it up, and and rather we're starting to build it up. Um, I think we'll start seeing some really important changes for people who are being left out right now, specifically people who are not eligible for subsidies. So if you're making over 400% at the federal poverty level, um, then what happens to you is you see what's called a cliff. You're not getting subsidized on your insurance and you're paying the full sticker price. So I'd really like mm -hmm. to start being um, the, the subsidies get more generous uh, for people who are currently eligible for subsidies so that they can be even more affordable. And then I'd love to see that subsidy threshold going up at least another 200 to 400 percent so that people who can't afford it and they're being left out now have an opportunity to find some affordable uh, comprehensive plans. Um, another thing that I think has been sort of um, an interesting conversation recently, and that's really as a result of the fact that, uh, the, uh, that, that we're seeing a new landscape. I mean, for years and years, we've seen that people um, kind of got the benefit of getting health insurance by being employed. And the Affordable Care Act really did sort of step in to offer portability meaning if you were to leave your job or you were going to go off and start your own business, then you would have this portable uh, insurance plan that would go with you regardless of whether or not you were employed. Well, our mm. current un unemployment landscape right now is really just uh, shining a light on some of the deficiencies uh, around employer-sponsored plans, and whether that's going to be our future or not is, um, is debatable. But what we see yeah. over 
over and over again. And what I want to make sure people understand is that your employer-sponsored plan is extremely expensive too. Uh, and, and any kind of large group plans, small group plans, I mean every kind of niche market in the insurance world is, is very expensive to the point of being unaffordable. And so I think we need to start having a national dialogue about affordability at every tier and at every juncture and whether or not we should be reconsidering having um, employer-sponsored plan as really kind of the, the catch-all safety net. I think the exchange was designed to be this catch-all safety net and we really want to start flexing on that. Well, let's let people know before we go, Heather, how the pandemic is changing this year's open enrollment. What precautions are you taking to keep people safe and still have the availability to sign up um, in, an easy, in an easy way? Yeah, thank you for that question. So at NevadaHealthLink.com, we have um, all sorts of, bro we can connect you to brokers and navigators who can do your enrollment and can walk you through enrollment online um, or over the phone. So you don't have to, you can have a contact-free enrollment experience. Some of our brokers, some of our navigators have um, even the option to do a Zoom meeting or some kind of um, video conferencing if you prefer to do that. Um, and then again, I mean, this is the beauty of having kind of a tech-based platform. We have the, I mean, the experience for applying and enrolling is, even though insurance can be confusing, the way that we've lined up our platform, it's really easy to compare the different plans and the cost of those plans. So you can do this yourself. I mean, we always recommend you work with a professional, especially if you have one of those blended or complex families. But really, I mean, it is something you can do on your own um, and have good tools available to you. And then I'll just say that you know our, our call center and um, our staff here at the Exchange have been working remotely since about mid-March. Uh, and you know we anticipate that that probably will go at least through March again. Um, and so we're well equipped and really dialed in to uh, this new working order. And um, we're ready and, and just anxious to help you get connected. Well, let's give that uh, website and phone number again, Heather. Great. Thank you. It's NevadaHealthLink.com, and our phone number is 1-800-547-2927. Thank you, Heather, for sharing this important information with us today. Uh, we will be airing this podcast sometime over the next week or two, and then I think, Heather, we'll play it again as we get into open enrollment um, so that people can again and it'll be a choice for them uh, to be able to pick that certain podcast. We want to get this information out to as many people as we can, and feel free to put it on your website too. Oh, we absolutely will. Thank you so much, Sherry. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. We've been talking with Heather Korbulek, Executive Director of Nevada HealthLink, about Nevada's open enrollment period to sign up for insurance. Uh, Heather's given you the website and the phone number. Um, please pass this podcast on to anybody that you think uh, could use this information. Please pass it on to anyone who's lost their job. Um, it's worth checking it out because I think it might be more affordable than people think. Thank you for listening. For a list of our podcasts, go to accesstohealthcare.org slash podcast and wear your mask and please stay safe.